so here in Arizona, we had a news broadcaster named Carrie Lake. And Carrie was a fixture of the community around Phoenix for, uh, you know, a couple of decades. And she was trusted and loved and you knew the name and all of that, right? Well, last year, just out of the blue, Carrie wasn't on the television anymore. <clears throat> and she later told the tale. Uh, she just woke up one day, looked at her husband and said, I can't do this anymore. And what she was referring to was the fact that there was so much framing that was going on within the news organization. There's so much a, of a shift in attitude, so much of a shift to one political side that she felt like she couldn't do accurate reporting anymore. She felt like so much of what she was being asked to read was a lie, not necessarily because she disagreed with it as much as because everything that she was given was being framed in one direction and not necessarily telling the entire story, the entire picture of things. Um, well, it turns out Carrie's experience is not unique. Uh, I ran across a Substack article uh, from a reporter up in Canada who uh, it sounds like is having a similar experience. And I found it interesting. So I want to delve into it with you uh, and see what she has to say. But before we do, my name is Dan. This is the Soul of Wisdom. Thank you for joining me for the third segment of the day. Uh, you can visit us online at soulwisdom.com, S-O-U-L-E, wisdom.com. You can tweet us at soulwisdom. You can email us questions at soulwisdom.com. If you have not done so, please take a moment to subscribe, whether you're on YouTube or Rumble or the podcast side. Uh, subscribe to us. The more subscribers we have, the more the show gets put out in front of other people. It helps us grow, and we do appreciate that. If you're on the YouTube side, uh, please do, as they say, smash that like button as well. Alrighty, let's go ahead and... Whoop, where did it go? Oh, there it is. Okay. Let's go ahead and see what we have to see here. So this is a reporter named Tara Henley, and she now has a substack. And she, it's the title of this particular uh, article is Speaking Freely, Why I Resigned from the Canadian Broadcasting Corporation. Okay, so we're just going to go ahead and read. I might have some commentary as we go. She says, for months now, I've been getting complaints about the Canadian Broadcasting Corporation, where I've worked as a TV and radio producer occasional on-air and occasional on-air columnists for much of the past decade. People want to know why, for example, non-binary Filipinos concerned about a lack of LGBT terms in Tagalog uh, is an editorial priority for the CBC when local issues of broad concern go unreported. Or why our pop culture radio show's coverage of the Dave Chappelle Netflix special failed to include any of the legions of fans or comics that did not find it offensive. Or why exactly taxpayers should be funding articles that scold Canadians for using words such as brainstorm and lame. Everyone asks the same thing. What is going on at the CBC? When I started at the National Public Broadcaster in 2013, the network produced some of the best journalism in the country. By the time I resigned last month, it embodied some of the worst trends in mainstream media. In a short period of time, the CBC went from being a trusted source of news to churning out clickbait that reads like a parody of school or of student press. Isn't that interesting? Um, that's like the ultimate insult right there, isn't it? To say that not only that it's clickbait, but to say it's a parody of student press. Um, you know, because the student press is supposed to be like, you know, where you learn how to how to do reporting. And they're saying it's a parody of that. So that's really interesting. Uh, anyways, 
those of us on the inside know just how swiftly and how dramatically the politics of the public broadcaster have shifted. It used to be that I was one of the furthest left in any newsroom, occasionally causing strain in story meetings with my views on issues like the housing crisis. I am now easily the most conservative, frequently sparking tension by questioning identity politics. This happened in a span of about 18 months. My own politics did not change. To work at the CBC in the current climate is to embrace cognitive dissidence and to abandon journalistic integrity. It is to sign on enthusiastically to radical political agenda that originated on Ivy League campuses in the United States and spread through American social media platforms that monetize outrage and stoke societal divisions. It is to pretend that the woke worldview is near universal, even if, even if it is far from popular with those you know and speak to and interview and read. To work at the CBC now is to accept the idea that race is the most significant thing about a person and that some races are more relevant to the public conversation than others. It is in my newsroom to fill out a racial profile to fill out racial profile forms for every guest you book, to actively book more people of some races and less of others. To work at the CBC is to admit is to submit to job interviews that are not about qualifications or experience, but instead demand the parroting of orthodoxies, the demonstration of fealty to dogma. It is to become less adversarial to government and corporations and more hostile to ordinary people with ideas that Twitter doesn't like. Surprise, surprise. Uh, it is to endlessly document microaggressions, but pay little attention to evictions, to spotlight companies' political platitudes, but have little interest in wages or working conditions. It is to allow sweeping societal changes like lockdowns, vaccine mandates, and school closures to roll out with little debate. To see millionaires amass extraordinary wealth and bureaucrats amass enormous power with little scrutiny and to watch the most vulnerable among us die of drug overdoses with little comment. It is to consent to the idea that a growing list of subjects are off the table, that dialogue itself can be harmful, that big issues of our time are already settled. It is to capitulate to certainty, to shut down critical thinking, to stamp out curiosity, to keep one's mouth shut, to not ask questions, to not rock the boat. This while the world burns. How could good journalism possibly be done under such conditions? How could any of this possibly be healthy for society? All of this raises larger questions about the direction that North America is headed, questions about this new movement we are living through and its impact on the body politic, on class divisions, on economic inequality, on education, on mental health, on literature and comedy, on science, on liberalism and democracy. These questions keep me up at night. I can no longer push them down. I will no longer hold them back. The substack is an attempt to find some answers. That was one of the, the better worded articles I have actually seen in quite a long time. I found that entertaining. Bear with me just a second here, dear listeners, while I make something work. Okie dokie. Sometimes stuff fails in the middle of a recording and you have to deal with it. Okay, back on track. So that was one of the most interesting things that I have, have read in a while because her her critique of the CBC was kind of scathing, but I don't know that it was wrong. Uh, because if you look at any mainstream media, uh, right down to, frankly, Fox News, uh, which is supposed to be the right-leaning one, there is this, as the word she used, which was very good, is the word dogma. 
there is this dogma out there that they want everybody to follow. There can be no, no questioning of things. There can be uh, no counter views. This was the thing that Carrie Lake pointed out here locally in Phoenix. And this lady from the CBC is pointing out the same thing. And it's sweeping through quickly where there is this expectation that this is the, for lack of a better way to put it, company line. And this is what we're going to report and this is what you're going to follow and this is just the way that it is. But it's dangerous because I don't know if you, dear listener, have read 1984 by Orwell. If you have not, you need to read it or get on YouTube and listen to an audio version of it to do something. Uh, it is. It used to be a a cautionary tale. Now it has gotten to the point where it's almost an instruction manual because what we're seeing play out in society was predicted by Orwell like 80 years ago now. And it is it is frightening. This is what happens in the story. There is this ideology that's put out there and the media. Now, in the case of 1984, there's just the state media, uh, but that is all that they put out there. And those who are in society are expected to parrot these exact same viewpoints. They're expected to say X, Y, and Z is the truth. And at the same time, probably know that X, Y, Z isn't the truth, but they have to convince themselves that it is. And this is what's going on. Now, if this is going on in newsrooms, not only across the United States, but up in Canada as well, and you know, countless other countries, the problem is, is there are so many lazy people out in the world who don't take the time to go and figure things out for themselves, don't do the research. They simply just take what is fed to them at face value. And they go to the mainstream media because that's the easiest place to get it, is just flip on the tube, sit down and watch what they have to say. Or, you know, or it's dominating the feeds of Google and things like that. So they can get it that way as well if they're just sitting in front of their phone. But they take the first thing that's fed to them, the easiest thing that's fed to them. And if that has an ideology around it, if it has this, uh, this one direction kind of focus without telling a complete story, without telling the other side of something, because there's always two th sides to things. Things are always more complex than what you think they are. Then you end up with a society of sheep who are simply following the master and doing what they're told to do. Uh, and then at that point, we're under complete control. And I think that's what this journalist from the CBC is fearing. I think that's what Carrie Lake locally feared. And I know there's a lot of other journalists out there that feel the same way as well, that they're not free to report truth. They have to report the company line, and that is dangerous for us. I'm going to go ahead and leave it there. I would be curious to know what you think about this in the comments. Please do leave a comment and let me know. Uh, we'll be back with you tomorrow. Thank you again for listening, and until we see you tomorrow, take care.